Hi everyone, Christina here from Beautiful Disaster, and I am about to share more of my innermost thoughts and feelings with you. And I'm doing this because most of you don't know my story. So little by little, my story will be revealed to you. And I'm motivated deeply by the women in the Beautiful Disaster Tribe who share their stories so openly and honestly. They're so raw and so real, and it's really inspired me to open up more and share more about my story. It just happens to be a little easier for me to write it down and read it to you so that I have some sort of organization to my thoughts and my feelings. So um, I'll just start with this one. Anyone who knows me knows that I am Miss Independent. I was the girl who bought the drinks, talked to the strangers, walked confidently, and I never waited for things to happen around me. I made things happen. It never entered my mind to wait or depend on anyone, especially a man, for anything. I was kind of famous for the saying, what's a man got to do with it? Looking back, it's interesting that most of my best friends were guys because deep down, I think I always knew why. I never had a father figure in my life and I never had an example of a healthy relationship between a man and a woman, certainly not my mother and my father. A part of me feels guilty saying that because my mother was very devoted and hardworking and I'm thankful for my mom. I just never had a real father figure. So I did things my way. I surrounded myself with men and if I'm being honest, I wanted to be around them. I wanted their attention, their approval, and their acceptance. I wanted them to like hanging out with me, and they did, but I made damn sure they knew that I wasn't vulnerable. I preferred to be intimidating. It was easier for me to navigate my social life that way. I also built a wall around myself, and it was unbreakable. I'm serious. Talk about social distancing. My quarantine was airtight. For a season, I do admit that I felt secure inside of those walls. It organized me, it comforted me, and it gave me the solace and the personal power that I desperately needed. I can't recall exactly when I began building those walls, but I'm sure it was early on. I know one thing was for sure. I do remember how difficult it was to remove them. And more importantly, the moment that I realized I had to remove them, before my life would literally pass me by. I don't wanna mince words here. Walls and love don't mix. I dated all the wrong types of guys, guys who I can now recognize as my father, guys who would surely abandon me. The predictability of that was preferable in some odd way. These guys just couldn't be with anyone, at least not for long, which was fine because I had my walls. It was inevitable that they would mess up. I watched and waited with bated breath for the other shoe to drop, and it always did. And then I was out. I dated all the types, take your pick. These guys would make me feel like I was alone in the relationship. How about the guy who never cares for you as much as you want them to? Sound familiar? I dated him. I mean, they didn't even know how to care for themselves. I chose those guys. Guys who couldn't treat me right, 
They couldn't treat themselves right, and they were broken, just like I was. The truth is, if I'm being honest, these men were my scapegoat so I could avoid checking in with what was really going on with me. I remember this one time I was on the phone calling hospitals and jails to see if I could find my boyfriend at the time. I remember he wasn't answering my calls and I actually got worried sick, like fully panicking. There I was, crying for this guy, panicking, and trying desperately to find him. And I was exposing myself. I was becoming vulnerable. And I actually realized in those moments that I actually cared for him. Then he walked through the door, high as a kite on God knows what. I lost my temper. We're talking full beast mode. And I really don't recall what was said or done that night, but I do remember this. The feeling of a knife pointed at me, held by a person who was inches away from using it. And that seriously woke me up. That scared me in a way that I've never felt before and not one time since. I walked away and that was that. So guess what? Back up went the wall. I think I became the most nomadic during this time. I was more callous, distant, and indifferent than ever before. I was reckless with my heart, I was reckless with my money, and I was most reckless with my time. I thought I was taking back my power, and in a way I guess I was, but I stopped investing in people or myself. I pursued meaningless pseudo-relationships, sure, of course, I was in total control, but I wasted a lot of time and it nearly cost me everything I now have. Now, before I tell you all the wonderful things I love about my husband, please know that I'm not trying to brag here. And stay with me because I really wanna tell you how I nearly, expertly, sabotaged our chances at a future together, a life I cherish now more than ever. So before Tori became my husband, this is our cute little backstory. I had no intentions of falling in love. I thought he would be another fun fling, but he was different. He surprised me. For starters, Tori is a tattooed surfer, totally fit like a rock star, um, soft-spoken, independent, kind, and he genuinely looks for the best in people. Who does that? None of my tricks worked on him. When I walked away, he didn't chase me. When I got jealous, he didn't play the game. He could really see me through all the layers of brick and mortar. He knew I was in there even when I didn't. He was gentle and he was patient with me. It was very frustrating and totally unfamiliar. So in case you can't tell, I was a bit of a wrecking ball. This one night I remember I was dancing on a bar top at the House of Blues in Hollywood and his friend told him to run in the other direction because I was nothing but trouble, which I was. His response was, no way, I'm gonna run towards her. He never tried to change me, no matter what. And that legit threw me off. Could this be possible? Could this be love? I mean, it definitely seemed like he loved me for exactly who I was. And for the first time, I started to feel like I needed him. Now, that's when the identity crisis kicked into high gear. I'm my own woman, I'm independent, and I don't need a man. I've got a wall and I know how to use it. So I did what any independent, courageous, power-playing, tough girl would do. I ran away. I planned to move out of town. 
I told him I couldn't do this with no real reason. I just ended it. He was too close. He was a threat. So game over. Control one, love zero. Some time passed and then I saw him with another girl. I couldn't blame him for starting to date someone else, but something happened when I saw him. My heart fell from my chest. It was overwhelming and I wasn't prepared to feel this way. Now remember I told you, he didn't play games and he didn't chase me if I walked away. So I had a real decision to make. Do I continue to run? Do I move out of town and put that wall right back up? Or do I pursue this man and see if this love thing is real? I had my work cut out for me. After writing countless letters, calling too many times to count and showing up at his work unannounced, he finally agreed to talk to me. I feel like this is the right moment to mention that I'm not advising you that you should do exactly what I did. Just keeping it real. You need to figure that part out and do what works for you. Tori is a lot more chill than most people. Anyway, here's what I figured out. Risking everything, getting out of my comfort zone, ditching my ego and my preconceived notion about men opened up a whole new world for me. Where love exists. In doing so, I set myself free. So here's the key. Girls, just keep remaining open. Even if it feels hopeless, allow yourself to be surprised and keep the faith in the process. It's okay to be cautious with love, to guard your heart, to observe and allow your mind to question things sometimes, but only you can make room for the heart. And to do that, you gotta ditch the walls. Walls can be good for a season when you're trying to figure yourself out, but don't get too close to them. No fairy tale ever ended with she and her wall lived happily ever after. Think about it. So if you feel like any part of my story sounded familiar, um, leave a comment. I'd really love to talk to you guys about how this made you feel or if you've been through a similar situation or even if you're currently in a similar situation and share this message with the members of your own tribe. You know, opening up like this is how we set ourselves free and it's how we begin to heal. We have so much power in our voices and so much power in our stories. So once again, thank you for listening to a little bit of my story and I hope it encourages you to open up about your story.